Was it a huntsman or a player that made you pay the cost that now assumes relaxed positions and prostitutes your loss? Were you tortured by your own thirst in those pleasures that you seek that made you Tom the curious that makes you James the weak? And you claim you got something going Something you call unique But I've seen yourself pretty showing As the tears roll down your cheeks Yes. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Pod Show, Episode 9. Corn beef and quarantine. Yes. <laughs> Is it corn beef and quarantine or just corn beef quarantine? Actually, corn beef quarantine sounds a little bit yes, nicer. I think it rolls we, off the tongue a little I bit I think better. when we add that little word and, it loses a lot of its effect. <laughs> yes. Corned beef quarantine. A lot of times when I say corned beef out loud, I wonder after the fact, did I say corn beef? Or yeah. corned beef. Yeah. I have had that same thought. Right. I actually then, just had it like a few seconds before you said that. <laughs> yeah, it's a common thought. So then you look it up when you actually type it out, which how often does anyone type out corned beef? And you realize it's been corned. It's beef that has been corned. Yeah. I don't know why it's not just corned beef. Or why isn't it just quarantine? <laughs> well, it's not quarantine. But it's corned beef quarantine. Uh, it's St. Patrick's Day today. It's actually, and we are quarantined. Don, it's actually St. Patrick's Don. Day and quarantine day. Yes, it is. Um, even though I still need to be at work. Um, yes. I am socially quarantining. I, I, we, we together aren't going out to eat, going out to drink. We're going to just stay in our apartment during our free time. From social now, distancing from now until the and you know who's um, better suited for social distancing i think there's something that that people that come from cold weather have a distinct advantage at <laughs> and it might be social distancing yeah i'm i have a tough time with it it's I only mean, day one i mean i don't think i've been that bad but you're i think you're work. just predicting that i'm gonna be bad in the if future. you have to stay home and work from home you're gonna be doing laps in the apartment yeah, I don't like sitting still for too long. I think that's partially why I like my job because I'm at least I'm outside moving my body around. Yeah, that is a plus side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit worried about it, but it's not like we'll be stuck inside. Like we'll be able to go on walks and that sort of thing. I think it's just gonna stink not like going out to eat, not going out to drink. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, things that are kind of fun but not critical to life in any way, like going out to eat that yeah. won't be happening the same way they do. But uh, I think I think the main thing is that no one really knows what's going on. And most of the time, we all feel like, oh, here goes a motorcycle running by. That's actually a car that sounds like it. Um, I think most of the time, we all convince ourselves that we know what's going on. Yeah. And it's like, okay, today is 
Monday, and I know tomorrow's Tuesday, and I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to go see Johnny after school, and everything's going to be great. The same as but usual. as much as that works most of the time, it's never actually completely true. And at some points, you're like, oh my god, like it's not really up to me what's going to happen. And yeah. that's that's like the main thing I can even say about all of it right now. That all being said, we've become distracted by the quarantine. The quarantine has quarantined our minds, but we're going to free our minds. <laughs> and we're going to talk about quarantine. I, think, I think it's an interesting topic, though. Maybe we could t- touch more upon it later on. Oh, we're going to breeze through corned beef. But I just, I just have to note that I do think that's important, too, because people really get used to what they're familiar with. And this is a nice, like, wake-up call that, like, your familiar routine, like, isn't necessarily, like, bring you in touch with what's important in life. And I think, like, events like this kind of do. That's when, that's when the person comes in and is like, oh, did you know apocalypse actually means lifting of the veil? <laughs> As if they're, like, some kind of scholar. That's what I wanted to do, but I hid behind that voice to say it. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it's supposed to mean. Apocalypse is supposed to mean, like pulling the veil back like so you actually see really yeah look it up if i'm wrong if i'm wrong that was a very interesting thing to hear. yeah it's like it's really revealing of like people's true nature it's like that one story it was a uh, not story but song um now when sky diving when rocky mountain climbing you know that song? It was a country song from a while ago. It was about, <laughs> about like a guy getting some sort of terminal oh, I think disease. I know. Yeah, I. I, I never, you gotta yeah. live like you're you're dying. I never like really listened to the lyrics. That was just one of those songs <sighs> that I kind of like. I knew the melody yeah, of. That, that, that one would that one would pull. But now, pull some water and sell it right out of your eyeballs. That make you cry. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, I went two point seven seconds. Yeah, that was a really popular radio song. Yeah, and I love deeper and uh, you know how they all sing like that. Yeah, you just don't hear that voice anymore. Unless you listen to country music, and then that's all you hear. Yeah, which I don't. There you go. I listen to Rodriguez. All right. Yes, the <laughs> intro song was by Rodriguez, and, and you even, know all the lyrics. Talk about that. You know all the. You know all the lyrics to the song. Yeah, he's like my favorite artist. You're right the now. newly converted. Yes. He um we watched a documentary about him last night. He's an artist from Detroit in the seventies and he never sold like any records in America, like maybe ten. None. And he became super popular in South Africa and like as like an indie artist and people like used him as like the figurehead for like apartheid. <laughs> The like, movement against apartheid. Movement against apartheid. Yes. Um, and uh, they found out that, like, you know, he wasn't really getting any money from all these records sold. And he was just kind of, like, living um, in Detroit, like, doing, like, construction demo. Yeah. Not making much money. Even though we're, we're sort of, like, beyond, maybe, if there are spoilers in this, um, beyond some of the spoilers. But uh, there was a legend that he killed himself on stage yeah and uh it turns out that legend wasn't true at all it's just that no one told him he was selling millions of records in south africa because yeah. they were pocketing all the money and also a lot of people just liked his music and didn't you know get in touch with him because yeah. it was back then and he seemed like a super modest guy like 
I don't know that he he wasn't really he wasn't really motivated by that, and he was very cool with his like construction demoing, even though it was really like physically demanding. He was like a very like spiritual guy. He was really cool. Well, we didn't hear about like anything from him really until the end of a movie, and that's how he's portrayed. I'm sure he is all those yeah. great things. But um, yeah, obviously. What kind of music did he have? Why did you pick to add a song in the front of this pod show? Um, why did I? Because I really felt like his message was important for right now. What is his message? <laughs> to fight for the um, underdog, the one who the more vulnerable. This is a sweet message. Yeah, um, and that that song was called, I think, "Clarity of Mind." Um, that was one of the more like peaceful songs I thought would work I think it's well called, in the intro. Just one correction: it's called "Crucify Your Mind." Oh, crucify! Your which mind. is not as peaceful as "Clarity of Mind," but I hope it brings everyone clarity of mind. Uh, but that's it's kind of what we want in this situation, right? Cla- what? Claire, uh, crucial, cru- yeah, clarity is crucified. Oh, you trying to recover from that one? Neuron. Um, uh, no, crucify, <laughs> no matter how you think or look at it, is a terrible idea. I don't yeah. want to crucify anything. It sounds terrible. But your mind is like a, it's like a figured, like that's, it's not actually like putting well, your just, mind on a cross. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope everyone likes the song, because if not, they're, uh, you know, they're like 11 minutes into this pod show, and they've only heard corned beef because it rhymed with quarantine. They don't even know what we're doing. Yeah, maybe we should get into the food now. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like we had a lot to explain going into this. We might have. I don't know if we did it. Well, we probably should we have saved this conversation for after the recipe, but whatever. I, I get all of that. I think, anyway. Yeah, we shouldn't make commentary about it. We made corned beef, Irish soda bread, and roasted potatoes. Yes. What did you think of the corned beef? Um, should we talk about how we cook it before? Oh, I guess our first impressions are important. Um, the corned beef was all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little tough, and it had this weird spice to it. Too spicy. And you know what I didn't like either? Something I didn't discuss with you. There's like a layer of fat on top, and I usually love eating globules of fat, but only when they're like burnt and crispy. Like the fact that it was just kind of boiled. Yeah, it was just like boiled fat, and it was like kind of slimy. You know, because like the whole meat is just boiled in water. There's no like pan searing, so there was no like crustiness to it. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. Yeah. It, It. I feel like we're making it sound like it tasted very bad. Yeah. It didn't taste very bad. It's just one of those things where, like, you know, I had, like, three kind of big, chunky pieces cut off of it. Yeah. And I didn't really want another one. Yeah. And also, I wasn't, like, sometimes sometimes you'll eat something, you have leftovers, and you're like, all right, we'll have leftovers the next day. That's pretty good. And then other times you cook something, and you're like, oh, <laughs> we're going to have leftovers. You know what I mean? And I was looking, I remember when we were eating it, I was like looking at my three pieces, I was like, I can finish this. And I looked over at how much was left, and I was like, oh God, we're going to have to throw some of this away, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we just, I know we're going to get like, we're going to get in our heads, I want to taste something way better than that next time I eat. Yeah, that's the thing. It's and, like, and because of that, we're going to uh, generate some food waste. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. We're kings and That's probably like two pounds of meat. Um, I don't, I don't think we should 
broadcast that we might waste two pounds of meat. Yeah, especially times. in times like this. Yeah, we're going to have to maybe have we you could, talk to HR after Maybe this. we could donate it to, like, a homeless person. <laughs> oh, my God. Is, is that... That's not... That's I don't good. know. I think we're far off the mark with our discussion about cooking corned beef. Okay, anyway. Corned beef. So what is corned beef? It, it's not beef with corn bits in it. No, it is Contrary isn't. to popular belief. And it's not... It's not... Imagine this. It's not a stalk of corn that uh the ears of stock of that <laughs> stock are not little pieces of beef although i guarantee you if you saw something that looked like a stalk of corn rising out of the ground and where there is supposed to be an ear of corn was a piece of beef you would call that corn beef <laughs> that's pretty funny huh did you just think of that now yeah it came into my mind i <laughs> oh can't my get goodness. rid of this it's like burned into my retinas. Wow, I really want to draw that image. It will provide that in the show notes. You guys will. Because <laughs> that, uh, that is something we want to do in the quarantine. It'll be deep in the, Yeah, it'll be deep in the uh, show notes below all of our other jabbering. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. We should write that down as an I activity. I can draw right now. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, so corned beef is not corned beef. Um, it's really just brisket, brined. Yes, um, what, what, and brined, that's like what they called corned. Like most people now okay. would call it brined, but it just got named corned by like, I don't, I don't know if it was Irish people or British or Anglo-Saxon, it was someone yeah. somewhere. Brined means like the meat is like soaking in like a liquid, salty, like it's a spice liquid. Really. Salty, sometimes I think it's... it's It can be like a different, it can be like is it a, acidic? Um, well... For this corned beef recipe that I'm looking at right here, and they I think they all kind of vary, but I, but um, most of them have like brown sugar, salt, cinnamon. Actually, cinnamon probably not. Um, mustard seeds, black peppers, whole cloves, allspice berries, juniper berries. Allspice that was like this the guy's thing. got a lot of. Spices. I think I was tasting a lot of allspice through it. Yeah. So. Um, what you're supposed to do, we already got a pre-brine, so we didn't have to do this, but you take, like, a pot of boiling water and you combine, like, the sugar, the salt, and all these spices. You bring it to a boil, so you, like, bring all the flavors together. Then you um, turn off the heat, and then you cool down the liquid, and then you put your meat in the liquid, and then you have it, like, soaking in that brine for, like, ten days. But we didn't have enough time to do that. No, we just bought it. Um, and so most grocery bag. stores have corned beef already pre-brined, so you don't have to do that whole ten-day process. Yes. Um, and, uh... We took... You could do, we, did, we did brisket. That was what was available at the store. I think that's what we intended on getting anyway, but, like, apparently you could use iRound, too, and iRound is, like... A more lean cut of meat yeah um not as like not as much collagen pretty tender but it, i don't know i really like i round too much my yeah my parents said that that's what they use but yeah we didn't i mean actually it. i think i round's pretty good but it's not like my favorite favorite um but anyway so we got a pre-brine uh, at whole foods there was like a crap ton of um corned beef already pre-brined there like there was and it was on lot. sale like no one was buying it like the whole store was empty why was it empty because of the quarantine quarantine yeah okay. um quarantine madness but the corned beef was there 
Yes, all there was sizes. there was a plethora of corned beef. There was corned beef in cases on cases, and the rest of the store is literally empty. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we picked up our corned beef, brought it back home, um, and then we started cooking around one o'clock, and it was quite a simple process. It was we first simple. started off with um, the veggies, uh, and we used carrot, onion, and celery. Um, and we just chopped up the carrot, chopped up the celery, quartered the onion, and threw it all into the pot that we were going to um, cook our corned beef in. Um, so after we put the veggies in, we put the pre-brined brisket corned beef on top of the veggies. We sprinkled on top this pack of seasoning that the corned beef came with. Uh, remember that? And I think in that pack of seasoning that... was like the... That seasoning, I think, is, is you know, like what a Trojan horse is, yeah. metaphorically. Where, like, you think it's a good thing. Yeah. But your enemy sent it to you as a prize. <laughs> and they sent it to sabotage you. That's what that seasoning reminded me of. Yeah. I, was, felt, I felt like it was, you know, it was betrayal. Yeah, it brought, like, a weird... I don't know what the, like... I think it was that... Is. You said you mentioned allspice at one moment. And yeah. I feel like it was, like, an allspice allspice kind of um yeah taste. i don't know if that looks like a corned beef to you oh it's hard to draw it. actually <laughs> um i handed a, a improvised drawing of corned beef i don't think it turned out too good i'll have to research that yeah it, the season the seasoning packet was way too powerful yeah um and it led to i don't know a less satisfying and delicious corned beef. Yeah. So, well, after... Okay, so after we put the spices on the corned beef, mm-hmm. we just fill up the pot with water about, mm-hmm. like, one to two inches above the beef. So it's really just, like... This isn't a braise. It's, like, a... It's a boil. boil. You're literally yeah. boiling meat in a pot of water. <laughs> it's boiled beef. Um, And that's really it. Then you just throw it on top of the stove, bring it to a boil, then bring it down to a simmer, and then cover it. Um, and in two and a half hours, I mean, it depends on the size of your meat, but it's typically about like 50 minutes a pound. Yeah. You got like three and a quarter, or yeah, 3.7 pounds of brisket. It actually ended up looking like a lot less than 3.7 pounds, didn't it? You sure it wasn't 2.7? It said 3.7. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, didn't it know. look like a lot? I think it was a lot. It still is a lot. Yeah, I don't know. That's why we feel like we're going to waste a couple pounds of meat. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're not sure with everything we did. I would say, A, I think we could use a different method for cooking corned beef in the future. Yeah, I think a better method would be in the crock pot. Because in the crock pot, you put on a low, very low heat. And I feel like that... Um, decreases the risk of the beef becoming too, like, um, dry You don't want to dry it out, and I think we did dry it out by, like, I don't even know if we could have done much different from what we did, because all we did was what the recipe called for. It may have been getting higher heat while it was covered on the stovetop, even though we put the burner all the way to low. You know, it could have just been too much heat in that yeah. hot water over time. I do feel everything. like the stovetop, like, this, the heat is, like, stronger than, like, other gas ovens yeah it might be but i would say i wouldn't recommend doing that method to other people as much as 
even without having tried it, I think a slow cooker is like just such a better tool for this kind of job. Yeah, and I think also to being cautious of the spices you use and make sure that you know that you like them because I think the spices that we utilized were a little too uh, off-putting we, for it. Well, yeah, the other thing is that we didn't pick the quantity of the spice. Yeah. I'm not sure the spices themselves were bad, but the quantity they came in was just Yeah, maybe too it was just like a pre-packaged bag that all the meats got. And, and the directions clearly said, like, rub it on. I don't know if they meant to just, like, put it in water. Like, maybe that would have been better. I don't know. It was it was too much spice. Um, and it really kind of, even if that was put, cooked to the perfect tenderness, like, the spices would not have let you enjoy it too much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I think a slow cooker would be really good, especially if you're doing brisket, just because it's such a bit of a tough cut. It's yeah. in the front part of the animal, you know, near the shoulder area. We did so learn that in our class. It's getting a lot of use, and that tissue is kind of dense. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, it's so good, though. Brisket when is a yummy thing. When it's done well, it's really, really yummy. Low and slow. Um, but we cook more than just brisket. We did. Oh, another thing to note with our brisket was that... Um, the after the last like fifteen minutes of simmering it, we added some cabbage because we wanted to do corned beef and cabbage. Um, and uh, what I read online was that like you want to add the cabbage if you're making corned beef and cabbage, you could just add the cabbage in like fifteen minutes um, at the, the end, end of yeah. the corned beef. And so I did that, and after fifteen minutes, I tried some of the cabbage, and it was like it was purple cabbage, and it was really bitter. And I'm, I, I don't know if, like, that's, like, how ca- purple cabbage is supposed to taste. I never, I haven't had it in a really long time, so, I know, it yeah. just tasted really weird. And then I even tasted, I took it out of the broth and made the broth kind of, like, purpley. And I'm wondering, too, if it added weird bitterness to the brisket. Did it evoke a bitterness? I don't know. I mean, I tried the broth, and the broth itself didn't taste too bad. So, I'm thinking, like, if, you know... Like it were. I think it was a powerful it, allspice or something similar to yeah. allspices, and it's just like overpowering everything. Yeah. Um, to your point about the cabbage, the only reason we didn't have green cabbage is because Whole Food was completely sold out of it. And we so understand we the... that green cabbage <laughs> is what you use in this dish, and not the red cabbage. Right. I always and... call it red. Is it purple? Um, it is I think it's it called red, but it looks purple. It's colored purple, but it's called red. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, that, that kind of thing, like, you don't have a lot of red cabbage, or I don't typically have a lot of red cabbage, and when do you have it, like, a little bit in, like, a coleslaw when it's mixed with so many other things, so... Yeah, it tastes good with, like, mayo and all the other, like, fat Do people make stuff. kimchi out of red cabbage? Kimchi's really good, yeah. Really? I think it is red cabbage <gasps> that they use. Yes, it is. You like kimchi, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. You know what I like more than kimchi? What? Beef. I do too. But not this corned beef. I might choose kimchi over this corned beef. Really? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm over both of them. Yeah, we have so much in the fridge. Are we just going to... We're just going to continue telling everyone in the world that we're terrible people that waste things. I think we should donate it. I think we should talk about what we cooked. All right, anyway. So on top of that, we also made potatoes. We should do the potatoes first. Talk about potatoes, sure. Yeah, so we actually didn't end up eating the potatoes until after the corned beef because they were taking a while to cook. Sequencing. Um, but yeah, we just, it was really simple. We just got like regular red russet potatoes. Were I they? think I, I, I've always said russet, but I've never really said it out I, loud. I, I don't even know if they were russet, if they were just red potatoes. Yep. 
And then I just quartered them, put them in baking sheet, olive oil, salt, pepper, rosemary, and like 400 degree oven. It was done in 30 minutes. That's right. And one little tip with potato buying and cooking. If you can buy very similarly shaped potatoes, they will all cook evenly. Yeah. Yeah, you want to, like, make sure you, or at least you cut them up to the same size. Like, that was a problem with when I did it was, like, right. they were a little too, some were big, some were smaller, and I thought yeah. it'd be fine, but, like, I don't know, it's just, like, I had, I ended up having to take the smaller ones out first. So yeah, so, like, so if someone listening to this were at the store in the future, and they were buying potatoes. Look for I a would, similar size. So yeah, just, I would, I would say it's a good idea to look for the same size then, so cutting them into similar sizes is easy, even it's easier. easier. and then it cooks mm-hmm. more thorough. You don't have to worry about... You build boring. that habit once and boom, yeah. forever your potatoes are beautiful. Yeah, I was a little lazy at the store, but they were really good. Yeah. We put a little, you know... They were, they were, they were pretty good, yeah. Yeah. They're quality potatoes from the co-ops, you know, they're good. Yeah, and they're, they're all about the potatoes oh, yeah. there. Those were some organic potatoes, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had that after the corned beef and we didn't eat any of the, um, veggies that were cooked in the stock with the, um, corned beef because they were really soggy and gross. Yeah, they were just in there for effect. And on top of all this, we also made Irish soda bread. Yay. (laughs) Which actually in, in, um, in Irish legends... It's always been said that the the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow, it's not filled with gold. It's, it's filled, filled with, with Irish soda bread. <laughs> Is that true? I think it's really true. Oh, I would like that because I really like Irish soda bread. I do too. It's something that, it's got one ingredient in it that I don't really care about or like Baking a ton. Baking soda? Well, that's in it. <laughs> Well, I'm getting to a different one that I would say is more unique that you don't hear of all the time. And every once in a while you hear of it and you're like, ooh, I want some of those. And that is the current. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were yummy. The ocean current. What even are... They're like dried... Yeah. Currants. They're their own thing. They're dried little currants. They're like raisins, but they taste a little less sweet. I have no idea what they are in relationship to a dried grape like a raisin is, but I don't don't know. I feel like I could eat handfuls and handfuls of that and just... Keep going forever. Yeah, they're really tasty. Any fullness. They're very sugary too, aren't they? Yeah, it's and a dried sweet. fruit. So Irish soda bread is a bread that is less labor intensive than other breads. And we did not know that going into this. We thought we made the plunge before that, so don't think of us as lazy. That'll really hurt us. But, We're not lazy. <laughs> but um it almost is like, I always think of it as something between a biscuit and a scone. It's not as buttery as a scone. Yeah. Um, but it's not quite as like bready and fluffy as a biscuit. You know? Yeah. So it's some, it holds some space between those two worlds. And then it's got currants in it to add to the confusion. Yeah. It's a really simple like bread thing that's like more mm-hmm. just like carby than sweet. Yeah, it's really just kind of flour. It's just like like a big pile of starch, and you like it. Yeah, I I like it. Yeah, and there's just like a slight, a tiny bit of sugar, and like a tiny bit of sweetness from the curins, and then like not that much butter at all. So yeah, it's not buttery like your typical biscuit, Um, but it's it's like mixed together in the same way as like a biscuit, Um, and that gives it the yeah. So like 
Um, if you um, mix flour with like cold hard butter, and um, it will like help the um, dough become like fl- flaky. Mm. So we're learning that in school. Yeah, yeah. So to make it, you combine flour, so about like four cups of flour. We quartered the recipe because we didn't have four cups, which ended up working out fine. It ended up just being one large like scone for the both of us. Mm. Um, <laughs> flour, a little bit of sugar, four tablespoons of sugar, baking soda, just like a teaspoon, one half teaspoons of salt. Just mix it together. Then you add the butter, which is like four tablespoons of butter, all chopped up. Then you blend it together. Um, if you have a blender, that'd be I, not blender, like an electric mixer. That a would be more bowl. ideal. Yeah, but yeah. we just, I just use my hands because yeah. we didn't have that. And plus it was such a small amount because we quartered the recipe that it was like quite easy. Yeah, just like a, a baker's mixer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did it by hand, quarter the recipe. Didn't didn't really bug us. Yeah. No, it didn't. Um, and then after you put the butter in, you add uh, buttermilk. Uh, that's another interesting ingredient. Yeah, that one only shows up once in a while. Yeah, it's just using like baked things. You don't really drink it. You do brine the chicken with it. Yeah, maybe we could brine some meat with it this week since we have it. Since we have this buttermilk in the fridge, we're not going to use it for anything else. Maybe we should like, maybe we should buy the chicken. Ooh, sorry. Like a, maybe not chicken, but We could do a roast, a whole roast chicken in buttermilk if we wanted to, yes. You would do that? I would reluctantly do that, yes. Yay. I don't think chicken is a very good food in comparison to other meats yeah but that's like, one of my one of my um i don't know pet peeves but i do think a roasted chicken is that's like the only way i like it yeah when you get the skin and like all the dark meat bits yeah what about irish soda bread anyway yes so you combine the, the buttermilk in egg about like one egg you're supposed to put orange zest we didn't do that but it's only such a small amount mix it together um, and then after you mix the flour with all the liquids, you just take that dough and you put it on a, you just roll it out on your kitchen table, on a floured kitchen table. And, um, you add your currants in. Oops. Let me just yes, you that. add your currants, which we were advised to put the currants in a little bit of flour. And it said that the oh, currants yeah. would not sink to the bottom of your Irish soda bread. Yep. I think it was true. It worked out. I've they never didn't tried, sink. I've never tried it the other way, so I don't They know. were all over. They were, like, all perfectly spread they out. They were spaced out very evenly. Yeah, so then that's it. That's your dough. And then you literally just take that glob and you throw it on a baking sheet. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Um, oh, put it in 375-degree oven and... You do have to cook it. And um, it's done if you follow, like, the four cups recipe, like, the full recipe that I just explained. It will be done in, like, 45 minutes. Ours took less time. Yeah. I think we probably could have kept cooking a little more, but I liked it. Like it was, I didn't want to cook it more, no. Yeah. Yeah, that was perfect. And then we took it out, and we sliced a bit, and we put butter on it and more salt on it, and we were like, oh, this is so good. It was really, really tasty. And I thought it was... It's interesting. I really liked how it tasted when I heated it up in the microwave. And then later on, I got lazy and I had my second helping. I had it cold. It was, like, almost as good that way, too. Yeah, it was good, like, either way. It's It had that, yeah. like, nice moisture to it. 
Yeah. They're each good flavors and they're different from each other, you know? Yeah. Not all foods can be good cold and hot. Yeah. For instance, ice cream. Very good cold. Not as good hot. Ugh, it's gross hot. Ugh. I don't even know if I've had cold ice cream. You mean hot ice cream? Hot ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. I've had cold ice cream. (laughs) You had some ice cream yesterday. I did? You had some ice cream today? I actually didn't. Oh, just the peanut butter swirl? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't think I actually got, like, a bit of ice. Like, it, like, scooped out so easily. Hmm. Well, the Irish soda bread turned out great. We would hope to do better on corned beef another time. Yeah. Uh, we'll wait for our next year uh, to do corned beef one once again next year on yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Maybe because that's the kind of thing it is, you know. Hopefully, we'll not be we won't be quarantined until next year. I'm gonna be bold and say that corned beef and turkey are similar in this way. We make them once a year. We get really excited. And then we eat them and we go, nah. That's why we have it once a year. Yeah, you said it before. I did, and mm-hmm. I planned to, to bring it back in. I only <laughs> remembered now, so it's in there. Um, but then the other side of this argument for me, and this argument goes on in my own head, right? The other side is, well, I do really like corned beef sandwiches sometimes. Yeah. Like, there's a place called Middle Child in Philadelphia that has really, really good house-made corned beef sandwiches. Yeah, that's really good. It's served on rye. Mmm. Mm. It's a hot corned beef sandwich. It's got this perfect, like, I think it's like a Thousand Islands dressing. Yeah, that works. And then it's got like a, I think it's just sauerkraut, too. That's in Yeah. There. And it's just... Oh my god, those flavors all together are just so, so good. They know how to make a sandwich there. Yeah, so then, like, maybe I do like corned beef. Maybe I even like it more than turkey. Maybe turkey is the forgotten uh, child in my life. Yeah. I don't give turkey enough attention. But turkeys, it's like chicken. You know, chicken has that problem for me, too. So it's just all my own issues. Yeah. Personal baggage. You really have a lot of uh, Putting my dirty laundry out to dry right now. Um, I think I really do like corned beef i just think we didn't really do the best job making it but i agree i like i like it in sandwiches a lot but i feel like i don't know how they make it like like it's like a different texture when they put in sandwiches isn't it they slice it really thin yeah but i also feel like there's more like i don't know like there's like something added to it that makes it more like deli like i think i think in that alton brown thing they said they add saltpeter to the um, brining mixture and that's what turns it pink or red. Oh, okay. Like ours okay. was a little bit that way but not too much. Yeah. It might have a flavor that goes with it too. You just mean that it's less um, it might not be brisket every time. That might be part of it. Yeah, maybe. Um, the brisket's very grainy. Yeah. When you cut it. It's not always like that when you have it out. But if you do it low and slow too, I think that can change the texture a bit too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else is there to talk about? We already talked about quarantine. Do we need to circle back now? Yeah, I think it's a really, I mean, that's all we've been talking about in the past week. Our minds Quarantine has absorbed our world. Uh, quarantine for the virus, of course. There's a novel virus on earth right now. We don't know what it's like and what it does. We're starting to know some stuff about it, but it's still really confusing. And somehow we let the rest of the world have problems with it for a while. And we weren't like 
oh no, that's going to be a big, terrible issue until like the past like five days, the whole U.S. has been like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah. And so now we're there. It, it, it was a weird progression. Like last week, the beginning of last week, no one was really talking, no one was really taking it seriously. Like a lot of people were like, oh, everyone's just so overhyped. This is not a big deal. And then on Friday, most people started waking up and they're like, oh shit, like I really need to um, be more mindful of this and, and take precaution. And partly it was only on Friday because that was when, in Philadelphia, when some of the governments started to actually issue changes to businesses and everything. I don't think people would have really cared too much until that point. Yeah, once it started like affecting them. Well, once it came from a position of authority. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it seems like it's a really serious issue that the world is all going to have to deal with. Yeah. Different things for different places. But um, yeah, it seems like the best thing to do is to socially isolate. Oh, it's just crazy because nothing like this has ever happened to us before in our lives or our parents' lives. Like It's like a completely new situation yeah we haven't had a real pandemic yeah um with something so contagious and so destructive yeah it's a little scary um, but we'll be okay i think <laughs> we're prepared with some frozen meats and we'll be fine yes um we hope we will but the future is not certain yeah Eventually, we're going to die anyway, too, you know, so, like, just remember that. Like, it, if it happens now, it's not like it wasn't going to happen anyway, right? Yeah, just, like, would have liked to see it. I guess it's weird. It's, like, like way. you know, part of all this, one response is, like, shit, like, death could happen. And then you got to be, like, and then you got to choose again, like, is that, like, a oh, shit thing because it's going to happen? Or is it, like, wow, what a reminder, like. I kind of squander a lot of the time I have in my life sometimes because I'm just not cognizant. Yeah. That, you know, even though today's sunny and fine, like, you know, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow by accident just out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, we never think that. Yeah, it's 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 a time for us to, like, reflect on, like, again, like I said, what's important in life and, like, what is it that you want to accomplish in this life? Because um, like, it's easy to just go through the motions of life um, and just do what's familiar to you. It's what, what's comfortable for you. What's whatever's going to appease you in that, like please you in that moment. Hmm. Um, so, so I think this is a good reminder. Like, so what are you going to do? Well, during my, if I have free time at home, I plan on, uh, I have a list of things I'd like to do or get tap into. Um, one is drawing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I very much like to draw, um, I like to draw what's in my imagination and my dreams. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really fun for me. It's really, it's very cathartic, like in a way that like no other outlet is for me. And I'm not good drawer. I'm not good at all, but I feel like I'm able to like release uh, something out of me. And usual how I'll start is like I'll look at. <laughs> I'll look at something like I'll be drawing something that I like Google online and then I'll kind of twist its body around <laughs> into a way that I think is interesting. Yes, yeah, so you like to distort things. You're not you're you might be right in saying you're not a good drawer. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, but, <laughs> but you're also not bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not bad. I mean, I... And you're I really, not bad. Yeah, I, I don't really do it often, but I think this would be a if good time. If there's anything that's holding you back, it might be your obsession with the grotesque. <laughs> yes, they do seem to just go a dark route. Yeah, if you've ever seen... Um, <laughs> Some of Dolly's darker work would be a good reference point. <laughs> but then, uh, oh, what's that one guy? Uh, Bosch? Hieronymus Bosch. Is that what you're thinking of? Yes. <laughs> so if Hieronymus Bosch came back in 2020 and started drawing during a quarantine, <laughs> he would be the person right next to me. <laughs> no no you don't draw as like disturbing stuff as him but you always you, you'll take whatever thing you're drawing and you do like to make it look kind of twisted or sickly or wrong or something yeah that's just what is interesting for me to is draw. that how you see the world i think a little bit yeah what? i think i've got a little bit of a dark um perspective perspective on things really sometimes but i'm also very optimistic i feel like the only thing that ever comes out dark and twisted for you is like your drawing (laughs) (laughs) well that's i feel like i see things that way but it doesn't like make me see the world in a negative like i feel like i'm like embracing the positive but like i really see the negative like whoa in this gross way sometimes really but, like, I kind of just, like, look at it in an interesting, like, curious way. Not like in a, yeah. wow, this world is messed up. When I draw, you know what I try to do? What? Mostly just, like, accurately depict objects. Like, do you do you think, like, a lot of artists... Don't you think there must be, like, a lot of artists who, like, make gross, grotesque work but are actually quite happy and content? And like, I don't think any artist is happy or content. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I I don't know what that question means. Yeah. <laughs> you trying to defend yourself? I wasn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't going after you for drawing that way. I just thought it was a funny thing to but share. But Mike, you're actually you're actually a very good drawer. Like I like this corned drew. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you draw like um lots of like I don't know like it's it's really like clear and 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 pleasant to look at. Your drawings, your little drawings. Well, thank you. That's a very nice compliment. You could draw. I feel bad because I just told you that you weren't a bad drawer. Well, I, I don't... No, you, for how little you've drawn in your life, you're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't take, like, offense to it. I don't I don't, I don't. don't identify as, like, a drawer, so... <laughs> I guess I would take offense to it if, like, that was who I saw I was. Um, I identify as a shirt drawer. Nah, <laughs> that is a pun. It was. That I understood right away. Yeah, it's interesting because you'll say, like, the way you say drawer is the way I say drawer. Uh-huh. But if you say drawer, you say draw. Draw. Can we open the draw? Hey, open the draw already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have some, some lingo like that. There's a few words. Not too many. It's not like an entire accent. It's just a few words. So... What else do we want to accomplish during during the quarantine? Um, poetry. <laughs> I forgot we were on this. Okay. Yes, you want to express yourself through words and poetry. Yes, I just think 
Um, there are things that are really special to me right now, and I would like to remember them for how I see it now, and I think a good way to do that would be through poetry. That's a very lovely message once again. <laughs> Where are all these coming from? Is this just for show on the podcast, on the pod show? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. That's good. I feel like I've kind of expressed it to you before. You have never seen any of your poems, but you said that... <laughs> It's not that funny. I don't think I have any written down. Like, <laughs> I guess you're. I mean, you, I don't think okay. I've written one in a long time. Yes, but <laughs> you wrote a poem in high school, and the teacher made you yes. read it out loud. But you got really, really worried when you had to read it, right? Yes, he was. That's the problem with poetry is that no one ever wants to share it. It's so weird. Like it that. was very personal, and um, he said there was one poem I really liked in this class, and I'd like for her to read it out loud. And then he's like, Jillian, I like your poem. Can you read it? And oh my god, I like blacked out like when I was saying it out loud because it was so embarrassed. Do you think that will happen with any of this poetry? No, Are no. Are you going to write it down and hide I'm, it and not I'm share not, it with the world? I'm not self-conscious anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely embrace all sides of myself. Wow. <laughs> we're learning be, We're learning a lot today. <laughs> will you be writing any poetry? I'm not writing any poetry for the quarantine. <laughs> Why not? Um, I think I've maxed out my poetry skill already. I just don't, I'm, I'm at the ceiling. When, when did you max it out? Because I just don't have much room there. <laughs> have you ever wrote a poem? I probably have, yeah. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> you always have to write poems in school. Yeah. Um, I know a that few poems. Be... Yeah, there are um, a lot of good ones out there. There's one that goes... There are new ships and old ships, the ships that sail the sea, but the best ships are friendships, and may they always be. (laughs) (laughs) That's an Irish poem. What? Oh my god. Well, it fits right into our theme. Why is that so funny to you? Why do you think that's funny instead of like very touching and awesome? It was was very lovely. I thought you were going to say something something up. up? I thought you were going to make something up, or I thought you were going to say something like really... Like very profound, like that you're was your very own. profound. <laughs> in, a, in a moment of quarantine, everyone will realize that their friends and family are the most important things. Yes, might be a good thing to end on. Yeah, we're we're done. We're done. Happy um, St. Patrick's Day. Do not go to the bars, or I will shame you. But drink at home if you want. Yeah, maybe not too much. Alcohol is bad for your immune system. They say. Yeah, but I think the virus would understand a beer on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> well, that's very nice of, of him or her. <laughs> All right, that's it, everyone. Sayonara. Goodbye. <laughs>